the hanger on. Wait, wait. Let me before we before you carry on. But what I will say is that that doesn't mean I don't feel the pain. No, oh no, that's the difference between you. You cut it off, right? And then I'll be and crying. And you'll be there me. rocking in the corner, okay? <laughs> and be belling up my phone like no man's business. Whereas I am the hanger on, and everybody else around me is like. You need to cut this. <laughs> you're like, is enough. And I'm like, no, no, just five minutes more of abuse is fine. Let's just get through this. And they're like, no, you really, this person has clearly told you that you're trash. No, they didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. You don't understand. You don't see what they, you know, you don't understand. And the other thing is that I think I also had hero complex. And this happened more after uni. Um, where I feel that I always want to help somebody. I am the kind of person, until you show me where it's undeniably that, no, you are really trying to mess with my life. Because I think I came from a background of people pleasing, you know. Um, so is I, but I think my, I think I person, my personality is a bit bigger than yours. So I'm just like, F you then! Like, literally, <laughs> that's why I'm Yeah, doing. I'm not of that. And I think that's what's got me into trouble, is this whole people pleasing. Yes, I was talking about my hero... Complex. complex yeah so when i was much younger um because we were talking about counseling and how counseling forces you to look at how you've been brought up right and so i think in the household i came from i was much i was really relied upon to fix problems and i was made to grow up through different circumstances really quickly so i think when i went into friendships i also always really looked um, for how I can benefit and how I can mm. support your life. But that always put me in the, you know, when much younger when I was early 20s, not so much now, but I, I almost seem to take, friendships seem to be like a project, mm. right? So everybody was like, okay, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? Because that used to give me, it's, it's codependency, because that would give me satisfaction that yes, I mean something to you because mm, I've like helped you, you right? But then that person begins to get an appetite that, that is what Susan is, uh, that is what Susan, whatever, is, is known for. She's known to be a supporter. Mm. And I, and then I don't require that person to do anything for me because I don't, I am not of the person to actually pick up the phone. Mm. I'm pretty sure Miss Lumuri can testify. I won't, for me to call you to say, please, can you help me? It's usually, I, it's usually, she I am, dying. I'm dying. <laughs> she actually has to be dying. Because I'm used to doing everything, everything on my herself. own. Like, for example, the table, I was like, oh, you know, my husband's like, oh, let's just buy a new table. I was like, nah, I can get a lick of pain and da 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 da. And before you knew it, yesterday, I, I'd done the table. That's just the kind of person mm. I am. And can so, I just, can mm-hmm. I just, just chuck in my favorite story about when she fixed the washing machine? Yes. So let's do context. Her two-year-old, or his one and a half at the time, is sleeping upstairs. Her husband, bear in mind, she's not a single mum. She, he is in the house. Yeah. He's asleep upstairs. Really she know. has like a six, seven-month baby bump. And her baby wasn't small. Jojo was eight-pound sign, yeah, right? She so she wasn't a baby. small, little picking, picnic, whatever you want pregnant. to call it. Was I pregnant? You were pregnant. Oh my and the washing machine stopped working. This is how much she's in the most independent, right? So like, honestly, and maybe it's because I'm younger, because I can be Miss Independent, but I'm also, I'm because I'm the younger one, I'm the youngest, I was the youngest in my house. I'm like, fix this, please, <laughs> someone. <laughs> I'm not doing, and then if nobody's there, I can be very Miss Independent, so I can go and just get my stuff done. But generally- you, know, you would call a guy. I would have called, I would have called, if my husband's in the house, what am I, why did I marry you then? <laughs> anyway, 
So she just gets a screwdriver. She's like, no, my machine's not working. Jaden wakes up, running around the house, doing whatever. She's like, no, 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 my machine's not working. My machine's not working. And she just gets, I don't know, I don't, to this day, I don't know what happened. I just know, I just saw, yes, I fixed it. You have a big old bump in the way. Like, what are you fixing, please? Yeah, I remember that. And I bent down. And you bent down. And I, and I like, drained out all the, the water. water. And, then and I cleared the thing. And, and then yeah. she was like, yes, I fixed it. And I just remember thinking, this girl with her screwdriver, <laughs> your <laughs> heart was upstairs sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping. That is the kind of person I am. I, I just don't just, understand. I don't like when things have power over me but like i can't fix you it really annoys no, me no i get that but I'm like, really i think I, there's an level of dependency in me and i'm like if i know you can do something better i'm gonna give it to you to before you. you came i've already researched i'm painting my cabinets i found paint to paint the tiles like yep okay and can i get um i was like oh, i need a new worktop but i don't want to pay oh okay great i can peel off the covering and get a new covering for the, the work. That's just the, so you can imagine if you're friends with me and you call me and you're like, and you're just talking, for example, someone's I like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And uh, there's something wrong with my light or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm coming, I'm on your way. I've, I've gone to b and I've bought all the light and that's it. It's just, that's just, but because of that and because I don't make any, need i pretend as if all oh, my, my needs, needs are met yeah then it runs me into a problem where i am now empty so i have a particular friendship that i'm really struggling with because i just feel that you just take right and because you're always taking do you feel like people sometimes reach for that default in you like, oh yeah like ruby will fix it yeah yeah like yeah it. yeah so um, our producer just asked if I always feel that people just think, oh yeah, Ruby will, will fix it. And that's literally it. And that's because of that, it makes me tired and it makes, it causes resentment in me. And then I pull back in the relationship because I'm like, surely by now you should have asked yourself, what does she need? Like, how can I support her? Why don't I call her? So I went through, I think it was last year or two years. I just stopped calling people. Yeah, I remember that. I just stopped calling people. I mean, people. she talked to me because it's me, but generally she I just stopped calling people. And then I was like, oh, I don't have any friends because nobody was calling. Like, literally nobody was and calling. And that was really tough for you. It was hard. And I realised, I was like, oh, these people just want me to be chasing after them. Okay, good. I'll, I'll be on my own. And then I eventually, you know, I started to make requirements mm-hmm. of people. I was like, well, you haven't called me, so... You know, so it was it was my birthday, it wasn't it was my thirty fifth mm. that people got really offended. They were like, Why wasn't I invited? I was like, Well, if I haven't spoken to you in the last three months, we, we haven't got a relationship. Mm. We don't have a relationship, we don't have a friendship. I just think yeah, I think things that I think because I think I'm a bit more probably because I'm the youngest, so there's a bit more self preservation. Mm, mm, because definitely when you're the oldest, you're forced instinctively to just oh. push that aside for the greater good. Especially when, as a Nigerian especially eldest Especially as child. a Nigerian eldest child. But where you're the youngest, you don't get that liability. You're like you get you don't but I do still get what you're talking about in terms of unmet needs in friendship. So for me, my unmet need is that I can't correct your behaviour. Mm. So, so as in like, so if there's something that upset, if there's something that upsets you, I and you you address it, then I will be, I will do my best to try to conform, even if it's not natural to whatever it is to fulfill your need. Whereas for me, if that's the opposite way, I can't, I can't. Can you hear that? That's his TV. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I can't. Um, 
I can't, if it's me that has an issue, I can't, I don't feel, my need isn't met because that thing that's upset me, I don't feel like I can talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends are used to that. And it's like literally in the last like six to eight months, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore with mm-hmm. you people. Mm-hmm. And I like, think when I'm that not... happens and you, you realise, you come to that moment where you realise I'm not doing this for any to and, people yeah. anymore one thing that you have to then realize is if i'm not going to do this there is going to be a break in, in this relationship, relationship yeah and it's going to hurt mm-hmm. and they're going to be some upset mm-hmm. but this in the long run is going to be better for me which now i think i'm getting better, better at, at doing yeah. but then it, it created trauma because or PTSD, I think, real pre- So now when I meet somebody new and I can get that excited feeling that, oh, this person could be really good for my life. Blah, blah, there is also this um, sense of, is it forbearing? Or I, don't know, I can't remember, like uh, foreboding, foreboding, where I'm like, any minute now, this is gonna, this is gonna mm-hmm. go left, right? But I think if you're your most authentic self in when you meet those people, there's nothing that's gonna change. And that's what I think that that's the day that's the difference between now and then like like 10 20 years ago both of us were very reserved about who we were like we mm, didn't feel mm, we could show mm, that mm. to people so mm. you know like yes I'm loud and people think that that's what I hide but a lot of people don't realize that I battled with low self-esteem from pretty much most of my life like mm. everyone's always like oh you're so confident I'm like yeah because I'm tall I'm black and I'm loud like you can't how can you like in as i say in nigeria you can't be tall for nothing like how can you then turn around and be like oh i battle with low self-esteem um because being loud by virtue of being loud that must mean you have confidence but actually it doesn't sometimes it's just the personality straight i think also people mistake that um celebrities have low self-esteem and have insecurities have have haven't or have got. have they don't realize that, that sometimes they, yeah. like everybody yeah. can have low self-esteem like Mo, Mo Gilligan shout out to him if he ends up ever listening to this but he talks about the fact that he was depressed because he was working in was it Topshop he was working retail and he wanted to make his big break but he just wasn't getting it and he talks about how depressed he was and actually he's quite a reserved individual even like the likes of like may his soul rest in peace but like Robin Williams again really battled with depression but he lived to make everybody happy and i think that's that that is even a podcast in itself and that one thing that i wanted to talk about is black artists Mm. because i know growing up i didn't feel entering the arts was ever something that was feasible or allowed or permissible um but as i've grown older i'm now realizing that's possible that's totally digression but you know it's still in the same because even now it's changed my art it's changed my friends Mm. because now i'm like i can't just have friends who are all about hustle Mm. i I just can't because i'm not that's not who i am i am about hustle and entrepreneur but there's also the side of me that is extremely creative and that's my breath that's who i am yeah because i'm i've got at one point i surrounded myself with all these entrepreneurs no but i've realized that i am not an entrepreneur in any way yeah because you you, really i have no desire and please hear me it would take god himself to change this (laughs) I have no desire to ever own my own business. I have lot. I have desire to create multiple streams of income, but for me, I do not desire to leave my full time job. No, I, I love good. the fact that I have twenty seven days of annual leave a year. 
I have a nice comfortable salary. I want to progress up the career ladder. I want to be more strategic. I want to be more influential, but I have no desire to leave a nine to five. And that's because you've learned who you are and you know that you're a very logical person. But over the last three years, I've realized I am a creative. I hate the idea of of being being told what to do. I like the idea of, I've got this project, I've got this idea, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna bang it out, and then tomorrow, I might do something Something completely different, you know? And that's, but it's it's taken me accepting myself and then surrounding myself with people who also accept who I am to to have a full full life. And I think it's very important because right now we're talking about um, friends because family is very different. Oh, that's a whole. That's a different ball game. But I think it is important to have people around you that accept all of you. Mm, mm. So when I was talking to my mentee like yesterday, I was my whole point was we need to accept all of each other. Mm, mm. And I am and yeah, I'm older than you and but that is not what I'm not here to, you know, judge. Judge you and tell you what was wrong what's wrong with you. Do you get what I mean? But I what the other the flip side is that you can't project that onto me either because that's not where I'm coming from. Mm. So actually, if we are going to have any sort of relationship, we need to accept all of the individuals, mm, mm. not just the bits that we find appealing. And I feel like in friendship, especially if you come in with a complex of you're less than, mm. and you have to earn the person's love, you have to earn the person's respect, you feel like you can only be acceptable based on that standard that they've given you. Mm. And which means you have to hide other parts of yourself. Of yourself, yeah. And that's why it's so traumatic because, you, like, you know, so, um, in my life, um, you know, I'll be really transparent. I haven't had a guy get that close to me that they've seen all of me as a person. Mm. So yeah, breaking up with my friends has been more difficult than breaking up with yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Because they haven't had that opportunity to get so close to me. Anybody that knows me knows I'm quite a bit, I'm quite an open book. I don't like the phrase heart on your sleeve because that sounds like yeah. you just kind of leave it there for somebody to come and attack. And also it makes it sound like you have no control. control. But I don't, I do have a lot of control. I'm just, I choose to be this open because, and not even I choose to be, this is the way, you know, I've been made, I've been set up um, and I I make the choice to embrace it. So yes, I'm a very open person, but there are still bits of me that, you know, only my friends have heard. And one of the things that I really used to hate and some friends, one, I will never forget any, I think that I don't think this friend realized this, but it actually changed our relationship forever. is if I confide in you and then you throw it back in my face. Oh, so I remember I had, I had confided in this friend about issues in my home. And the first time we had an argument, one of the things she said to me was, your whole family are a bunch of dickheads. Like, that's, that was her language. Now I uh, see, I don't know how she's still breathing. <laughs> that was her language to me. And in my head I thought, yeah, our relationship is only gonna go so far. And truth be told now- So far, where was the full stop? <laughs> truth be told now, <laughs> Truth be told now, it didn't, you know, our relationship was really problematic. It was quite, and we're not, you know, we've we've never really, we had lots of arguments and we've never really ever been able to get back to that place where we are very, very close, you know, we are, and and it's sad. Yeah, I Um, think friendships can be just as abusive as as relationships. relationships. I think you can have verbal abuse Mm -hmm. in a relationship, you can have um, violent abuse in relationships. I mean, you see films where people are friends with people 
who are always calling them names mm. always calling them names mm. all the time and it's always like a joke it's a joke oh then why are you being so touchy for no it's a joke you know mm. they're, they're, and i think it's when you step into your own then you start to realize no actually i don't, I don't like that this. i don't want that and when you put boundaries in place that's when things start shaking up and you start to realize who your real real friends are so mm. if you're going through a friendship um kind of breakup you know for me personally i i think one of the, the other cardinal sins is telling somebody else who is close to the person you're fighting with so i call it trying it's a, a term i learned in a book actually not i call it it's called triangulation so if myself and miss lumery argue and i then decide to tell my my producer but i refuse to tell miss luminary that's causing triangulation mm. right and i think i've been guilty of it i think we are all guilty, guilty of, it. of it but i've realized that that is not a healthy thing yeah and i am um, the other thing that i've if you're if so if you're in grieving you're in that kind of relationship and um, process where you're like this friendship has to end you need to decide whether you're going to confront it with that person or you are just going to pull back yeah i think it's always healthier to end it on, on as decently as possible. Yeah. If you can have that conversation where you just close it off, fine. It's not always possible and mm. it's not always necessary. Yeah. You don't need to seek someone's permission to not be yeah. their friend. Yeah. You can, they'll just get the message if you're not picking yeah. up their phone calls, you're not going around their house or, you know, but I wouldn't ever be rude to someone, right? Mm. I, I And that's what's happened to me recently is people have been violently verbally yeah. really abusive, abusive. Yeah. and i think that's totally unnecessary if you don't want me in your life that's just fine. call back you don't need to call me names you don't need to spread rumors you don't need to do all that yeah. extra and if anything that tells me more about who you, you really are, are yeah. than anything else and but it's really painful because i've heard the things people have said, the lies people have said about me, mm. um, the in you, you know, people are so childish on social media. The innuendo posts that are really related to you, indirect. the indirect, not innuendo, <laughs> sorry, the in, indirect messages yeah. that people are sending. They're like, you know, hashtag blessed, don't need no haters, and you know it's you, mm. or at least it feels like you, you know. And I think all that doesn't need to be done. If you're grieving the relationship, the best way to do it is literally just grieve like mm. be sad and don't give yourself a time limit which is yeah. what i've struggled with is i'm like i should be over this already but the truth of the no, matter it's, is it's it's, it's pain it's, it's you pain. can't just get over it because mm. also the other thing that i've worst realized is sometimes because depending on the how deep the friendship is i'm one of those people that deep friendships like if you're part of my friendship and i really take you closely you're gonna get to know me you're gonna get to know my children you'll know my husband you'll know my family and if you don't that means that you're not close to me mm. right and if you're that close then it can become even trickier because then you will tend to be linked to my life through something else and i will mm. still somehow end up meeting you end up meeting you or seeing yeah. you or something and that mm. can be a problem because you're supposed to be let it'd be easy if you died like not being rude but because it, in a sense that when that person's dead then you can kind of grieve and you don't see them and it doesn't it doesn't trigger you as much mm. over time but when you're still walking and living your life and living the best life is and then, it, and then i'm like like go away I let me room. live <laughs> let me room. live you know it's hard it's really hard it's really really hard and I think even with me, even though I say, yeah, I cut people off, I still go through that grieving Yeah, process. you do. I think everybody does. Um, I think, because, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, 
I've cut you off, we're not going to talk, da 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 da. And then you, you make this assumption that, oh, she don't care about me. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to. I'm I'm pr- I'm protecting myself because mm. I don't want you to see that I'm vulnerable and I'm actually in a lot of pain. Mm. Um, and like, and I am, and and you know, not everybody agrees, but I will do things like take breaks from friendships. Like, yeah, we've we've we you've said that quite a yeah. few times. I've I've been meant to pick it up with you, <laughs> but I <laughs> separately. Not, not like about how... and when I say that, it's not like you know, it's it's about and I think what I'm learning to do is think about how I do it because sometimes cutting off isn't a lot of the time cutting off isn't actually necessary but what you need to do is probably have a re-evaluation and have an honest conversation but for me if I don't feel safe to do that I will just be like I'm just gonna go and just sort myself out and just but I wouldn't the difference is you literally say I am taking a break from this friendship (laughs) I just I just pull back I don't tell you what I'm doing because I know I'm in a triggered state and if I anything I say in this triggered state is not gonna come out Mm. right so I probably just don't say I just take the break um, and I do that regularly you know um, because maybe there's something about your life that's triggering mine yeah um, it might not even be anything to do with you it might it's just be that's who me. you are yeah. it's probably about you and sometimes even with family I take breaks but that's a whole different podcast, that's a different podcast. <laughs> you think that having kids has made it harder to cut people off because like your child may ask Where's uncle so-and-so? Where's auntie so-and-so? Yeah, it's made it really hard. And that's what I was trying. That's the point, actually, that I was trying to. So our producer asked, do I think if uh, having kids has made it harder to cut people off? And it is, because I remember when I was growing up, my mum was part of a circle of friends, right? And I remember countless times. We, I mean, this circle of friends, we were in each other's houses all the time, eating jollof rice, partying, Teenage Mutant Heroes. You know, you, you remember so much. And then it just cut just dead and we never saw them for years on end Um, and we never knew why but and and it affected the relationship we had as the kids because we didn't see each other but then eventually we realized this is a pattern something happens and we don't see each other for a while and when we get back together honestly it's just like we're never apart but i think now as an adult having two young children they do ask where is auntie so-and-so what happened to the so-and-so um, and I'm realizing how difficult it is to to tell to to, to navigate that. Mm. So I had to have a really honest conversation because they kept asking. I thought, no, I'm not going to do what my parents did, where they're just going to ignore it and just tell us to get on. I just said, you know what? You know, sometimes like you and your sister, you fight and you argue. Yeah, adults sometimes fight and they argue. And right now, we're going, right now, we're going through that period. I mean, on a really personal it. level, I mean, it happened with my with my mum and your mother-in-law because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was her my so if anybody that doesn't know the reason why we're one of the reasons why we're so close is because my god brother's married to her is married to her so her mum is my mum's best friend and you know there was a period of my life where my god brother was always around and then suddenly just disappeared and didn't resurface for what for me felt like an age mm. and, it, and, and yeah and yeah it does have an impact so I think even as adults we don't I, I would encourage you not to be if you're triggered by it and in pain about it obviously don't talk about it with your children but I think I would encourage you to have that conversation because I think for them you can sometimes be so caught up in your own pain about the friendship you forget about the impact it's had on your family yeah and then often it is your kids it's not going to be your Mm. husband like no no offense but it's not he's not going to be he's not really gonna he wants you to be happy but with your children especially when they're young and they don't understand it's very easy to be like um 
So this person was always here and now they've just gone. And, and they're missing out now. And they're missing out. And they're like, oh, I really miss this person. Um, so yeah, definitely, I think it'd be hard. And I think it gets even more complicated, right, with this day and age where there's couple friends. Um, that gets real messy because if the wives fall out and okay so for example if the husbands were friends before you yeah. know and then all of a sudden they're like oh let's invite the wives around and now the fre- the wives are now they have to have to get on because these two guys are like best friends so it get, becomes really difficult if you mm. fall out with that wife it can cause an issue for your husband. husband. Yeah. But mature, mature people would be like, look, that's y'all's relationship. Yeah. This is my guy. So yeah. you guys can mess up if yeah. you like. But in sometimes, some women sometimes, are quite devious yeah. in the sense that they'll now put pressure on the husband to be like, yeah. we, can't, we can't, we can't be friends, friends with, with these people. people. You know, and it can become really, really messy. I mean, I've had that situation, not as in like couple, but I fell out with the wife of one of my good friends. And I literally said, I love you, but I, I can't, mm. I can't be around you. And he was, and he was like, why, why not? Duh, duh, duh. Like, and I was like, I'm not going to come between your marriage. Um, and, but equally, I'm not friends with this person, with your wife. I don't get on with your wife. And it was really hard and we had to really navigate our relationship. And it's never, it's never quite been the same. No, it won't be. Because you're married and you're tied to this person. And it feels like to that person that like you're denying part of and them. them. Exactly. So it's not fair. Um, so I definitely think, yeah, you, I don't, but it, it's all, and it's definitely, this is why we say it's about like, it's like, because well, sometimes we think that friendships are just friendships and relationships are di- and relationships are different and relationships are more no, like family and that bit. But actually, all relationships are hard and all relationships oh. require work and all relationships require special little navigation to work your way through. And it's just not, it it can it can be like breaking up with an ex when you break up with your friend. Like oh, 100%. 100%. I think sometimes it's worse. I think it's sometimes worse because it calls into question so much of who you are. Yeah. I mean, I Especially think I would... Especially if it happens. I would equate it to to breaking up with marriage yeah. in some... In really? some Honestly, for me, like in the last year, it has been really traumatic because it's... It calls into question, well, for me, because it's been repetitive, mm. it's made me question who, what is wrong yeah. with me? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I seem to do, why, why, yeah. why, why? And I think it's, maybe it's because of me. Maybe it's because I've never had a great track record with friendships. Mm. So it's really, to me, it's really deep. Mm. But for other people, maybe it's not so much of a thing. But, you know, it's always been this thing that I just never, I never had with. Now I can say, yeah, comfortably, it, you know, there's only one person my husband calls a friend. One. And the, you, he doesn't call friends anyway. Friend. He just calls your, other, your sister. So that's it. My husband, everybody else who I might call friend, my husband does not, because he's seen what, what that person's yeah. done. Yeah. He's and seen think, what that done and he's seen what I do for them and he's seeing that they don't do the same for me and he's like, that's yeah. not a friendship. So I think it'll be interesting, a follow up maybe would be to think about what happens if your spouse doesn't like your friend. Ay, ay, ay. I think that that would be interesting. Does he have to? Does he have to like your friends? That's the question. Does he have to vibe with your friends? Do you have to like his friends? So this is another topic for there was, there was there, there is one friend that I expressed distaste. Distaste. Serious distaste. Why did you have distaste? 
because he was just acting a bit wild. And I and I remember saying, mm, I'm not sure about this person. And then my husband was like, no, 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 you're reading too much into it, babe. No, 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 no. I was like, no, seriously. And then when the friend performed and showed himself, I said, you see. I didn't say you see. I was just like, mm, is that what he did? Oh, right. And now, all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, he's, he's not rolling around so much anymore. I said, ah, well, the prayers has been. I heard one time, I went through the, uh, totally digressive, but I went for a prayer conference one time. Not prayer conference, a women's conference. I got so incensed because, you know, I'm very left with my theology anyway. The question was, what if your husband, just that what you said, what if your husband has a friend you don't like? And then they gave some kind of scenario. And then someone stood up and said, yes, I will pray that friend out of my husband's life. And I was like, at that point, (laughs) all the gloves came off. You know when I lose it, right? And I I was so triggered because every question was like, I will pray. Uh, What if your husband decides to fly off to Malawi? I will pray. What if your child decides, I will pray. I just, at that point, I was like, can I have the microphone, please? In the middle of this women's conference, I took the microphone. I said, can we all establish, can we just let it be known we all love Jesus? Can we just, we will all pray. We all pray every day. Let's, let's just establish that as the basic line. Can someone give a practical <laughs> answer to that question? I said, my opinion is I will befriend that friend. Oh, that friend will be in my house. I will cook the best meals because you know what? Sooner or later, he's going to let his true colors show. And my prayers, plus the time is spent in my house, will reveal that to my husband. I will not need to say anything oh oh yes but it's very important to i said this conference and i have finished (laughs) honest i in my head they could see on my face i was like this is because i now got really angry because i was like i can't do this airy fairy christian thing where it's like you know we must continue to show love because that's me you know back then i was like oh we need to love we need to love so i need to keep acting and need to keep helping people we need to keep helping people when actually come on no. jesus had 12 disciples he didn't have 50 friends he had 12 and of those 12 he had a setting person yeah, yeah. that was close to him so mm-hmm. all this whole thing about we need to show love no not everybody was G- rolling with jesus yeah not everybody was his homeboy yeah Mm. And even within his homeboy, he had one that betrayed him. Yeah. So let's be, and he kept that betrayal person close. So let's be honest. I don't act like this friendship thing when you're being a Christian, you just be kissing everybody's ass. No, bum that life. That's not what Jesus wants for me. He didn't say, go thee into the world and be a doormat for all people. <laughs> Lord. Okay, guys. So on that note. Thank you for joining. It has been wonderful. Please don't be doormats. Please don't be doormats. But let us know. Do you find it hard to break up with your friends? Do you struggle? Are you triggered? What like what's the worst friendship breakup that you've had? Kind of scenario. Um, please drop us an email at yep yep I said it at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at yep yep I said it. You can follow both of us on Instagram. We have private accounts. I forgotten what Ruby Sue's. I'm at is. Ruby Sue's Creates. And I am at Miss Luminary. And until underscore. next, oh yeah, Miss Underscore Luminary. <laughs> until next time, um, take care and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone. I hope you're well. I hope you're keeping safe. Um, and like, I don't mean just safe away from COVID. I meant mentally as well. It's a lot. And we have had 
such an interesting start to 2021, I can say personally, and I know I can say behalf of Miss Luminary, but we're so pleased that we've reached the end of season one. Um, and we've got lots coming in store for you for season two. Miss Lumini and I and our producer have been working hard to produce some really interesting content that should help to, I don't know, I guess, inspire, encourage and most importantly, make you feel safe with the uncomfortable or comfortable with the uncomfortable, I should say. Miss Lumino always corrects me. Anyway, uh, much love, prayers, hugs, kisses, sort of. Anyway, social distance, all of that stuff. Oh, and as ever, if you want to hear from us, please do feel free to send us a message on Instagram. Um, send us an email to yep, yep, I said it at gmail.com. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.